to me the spectacle of a man drifting serenely along through such a queer yarn without ever smiling was exquisitely absurd. As I said before, I asked him to tell me what he knew of Reverend Leonidas W. Smiley, and he replied as follows. I let him go on in his own way and never interrupted him once. There was a fellow here once by the name of Jim Smiley in the winter of 49, or maybe it was the spring of 50. I don't recollect exactly somehow, though what makes me think it was one or the other is because I remember the big flume wasn't finished when he first came to the camp. But anyway, he was the curiousest man about always betting on anything that turned up you ever see. If he could get anybody to bet on the other side... And if he couldn't, he'd change sides. Any way that suited the other man would suit him. Anyway, just so's he got a bet, he was satisfied. But still, he was lucky, uncommon lucky. He most always come out winner. He was always ready and laying for a chance. There couldn't be no solitary thing mentioned, but that feller'd offer to bet on it and take any side you please, as I was just telling you. If there was a horse race, you'd find him flush or you'd find him busted at the end of it. If there was a dog fight, he'd bet on it. If there was a cat fight, he'd bet on it. If there was a chicken fight, he'd bet on it. Why, if there was two birds sitting on a fence, he would bet you which one would fly first. Or if there's a camp meeting, he would be there regular to bet on Parson Walker, which he judged to be the best exhorter about here, and so he was, too, and a good man. If he even seen a straddle bug start to go anywheres, he would bet you how long it would take him to get wherever he was going to. And if you took him up, he would foller that straddle bug to Mexico, but what he would find out where he was bound for and how long he was on the road. Lots of the boys here have seen that smiley and can tell you about him. Why, it never made no difference to him. He would bet on anything. The dangdest feller. Parson Walker's wife laid very sick once for a good while, and it seemed as if they weren't going to save her. But one morning he come in and smiley asked how she was, and he said she was considerable better. Thank the Lord for his infinite mercy. And coming on so smart that with the blessing of Providence she'd get well yet. And Smiley, before he thought, says, Well, I'll risk two and a half that she don't anyway. Well, this year Smiley had a mare. The boys called her the 15-minute nag. But that was only in fun, you know, because, of course, she was faster than that. And he used to win money on that horse, for all she was so slow. And always had the asthma, or the distemper, or the consumption, or something of that kind. And they used to give her two or three hundred yards start, and then pass her underway. But always at the fag end of the race, she'd get excited and desperate-like, and come cavorting and straddling up, and scattering her legs around limber, sometimes in the air and sometimes out to one side amongst the fences, and kicking up more dust and raising more racket with her 
coughing and sneezing and blowing her nose, and always fetch up at the stand just about a neck ahead, as near as you could cipher it down. And he had a little small bull pup that to look at him you'd think he weren't worth a cent, but to sit around and look ornery and lay for a chance to steal something. But as soon as money was up on him, he was a different dog. His underjaw'd begin to stick out like the forecastle of a steamboat, and his teeth would uncover and shine savage like the furnaces, and the dog might tackle him and bullyrag him and bite him and throw him over his shoulder two or three times. And Andrew Jackson, which was the name of the pup,